Episode number 192, Just You and Me. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Barton, and thank you for tuning in. I'm giving you a last-minute episode right now. It is Sunday, 9.20 in the a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, it's been a busy, busy week. Um, I worked a full week on a 40-hour workweek schedule, and then I just got off a 24 our shift, I'm back on the floor, which is awesome. After three months of doing uh, basically office work, um, my shoulder has healed up and uh, I'm back on the floor. So I had my first shift back yesterday. It felt really good. We slept all night, which is awesome. And tomorrow I leave on my annual hunting trip with my buddy Jeff. So we're going to go up and uh, get a couple of deer. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um the uh, the project I was working on when I was in the office was, um, you know, I had to turn it into a game. It basically was um, all the hydrant locations on our our computers that we have in the fire engine. So when we're driving up to a fire, they come up with these little red dots that are on the map. And um, when we transferred over to a new system, those basically all became inaccurate. And I would say 80% of them were off by 5 to 15 feet. And then the other 20% were off by 15 feet plus, which meant that they could be hundreds of feet off. Or maybe they were labeled and they weren't anywhere in the vicinity. Or there was actually one there, but there was no dot on it. So you could be driving to a fire thinking that there's a fire hydrant right in front of the house. And it turns out it's, you know, four houses down, which drastically <laughs> changes your strategy if you want to be effective. Uh, so I, my job was basically going on Google Maps and finding each and every one. And the ones that were hidden by trees, I'd have to drive out there uh, with my guys and, and, you know, manually put them in. And I just finished that yesterday. And uh, so that's going to go live on Monday. So that'll be a big project that uh, was nice to close the books on as far as it worked. It was about a year and a half and it finally came to an end. So thank God. But uh, being back on the floor was a lot of fun at uh, running calls and uh, being with the guys. And we even did uh, tacos last night. It was uh, it was cool. But hunting trip coming up. Uh, that should be fun. Um, my parents have been saying that there's a lot of bucks roaming around, so, uh, I think I'm going to come back with a buck this time instead of a doe. Um, but we'll see. That's why they call it hunting. Um, trading, day trading. That's been going uh, pretty well. I'm learning the software better. And, um, now that I'm back on 24 hour shifts and I don't have to work during the uh, trading hours as often anymore. I should have a couple days a week to do that all day. It's been eating up a lot of my time. Uh, still not trading real money yet. Still basically playing, you know, it'd be the equivalent of going online poker and playing um, a, uh, you know, play money. And you're basically trying to figure out the software. You want to make sure that you know how to type in the raises and you know how to, you know, what the time bank is and how to look up hand histories, and you want to learn all that stuff before you start playing for real money on a new site. That's what I do. I go on and I play the play money, 
And I, you know, it takes you like a day just to get down the software. Once you see enough of these poker sites, you can figure them out faster and faster. But it's no different with this day trading. Uh, the software that you're using, you got to make sure that when you're, when you mean to buy, you're actually buying. And when you mean to sell, you're actually selling. And by clicking this little X, you know, when you think you're just closing out some side window, it actually ends up selling the stock, which if that were real money, you would miss out on significant profit, you know. Uh, my buddy Danny, he made a mistake of there's what we call in, in day trading um, calls and puts. And so a call is basically a bet that you make and you're betting that the stock will go up. A put is basically the opposite. You're placing a bet that says you believe that the stock will go down. And so most of what we've been doing here have been uh, calls, predicting when the uh, stock market's going to go up. You place your bet and you wait, I don't know, anywhere from half an hour to an hour, and, uh, and then you sell it. Um, but we've started to recognize, or I shouldn't say I have, uh, Danny's started to recognize the patterns of these puts uh, when, when the stock's going to go down. And so that's also been uh, pretty exciting doing that. I guess, long story short, uh, my, uh, my fear about, um, you know, this taking over a portion of my life and the, the one aspect that, uh, um, you know, that I'm going to have to cut back on is cards and poker and podcasting. And so I think in the near future, I'm probably going to be putting out an episode once every two weeks instead of every week. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know so that uh, you're not uh, wondering what the hell happened. Stay subscribed. I'm sure shortly once I get this figured out and I'm able to uh, profitably trade Monday through Friday from 6.30 to, you know, 10, uh, then uh, we'll be right back on track. But right now I'm just having to study so much to really get this. And it's all been on my own time for free. You know, I'm not getting paid doing this. At least when I sit and play cards, I know I'm making an hourly wage, but uh, with this trading, it's, uh, I just haven't got it figured out quite enough yet. If you guys are interested in this class, I've had uh, several of you reach out to me on Twitter. Um, You know, just hit me up. I can get you uh, the guy's info. Um, You can learn the same stuff I did. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And it's, it's very, very similar to poker. I think any poker player would be, you know, fantastic at this if you put the same effort into poker as you do to uh, day trading. It's, and it's a lot of fun. You know, it's neat to think like when you make one of these, when you see the setup and you make the bet and it's profitable, it's like, it's like winning a hand in poker or, you know, finishing high in a tournament. It's, uh, uh, it's really exciting. And it's neat to, to know that you're outsmarting um, billionaires who over the field only make 1%. <laughs> You know, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. It's a neat rush. I can't wait until I can start doing uh, real money once I make sure I figure out the clicking the buttons right. Uh, some shout outs. iTunes review. Um, this is from uh, Carlsbad Fish Company, which I looked up and it's actually uh, right near Oceanside, California, down where Mikey lives. Um, educational and entertaining. Says, uh, I've been listening for a few weeks and started at episode one. I'm on episode eight now and find myself looking forward to the part of my day where I can listen to the podcast. Steve's general, Steve's genial demeanor, and Mike's lighthearted sarcasm play like a pair of aces. 
Hand analysis goes in-depth and requires both hosts to go back to the hand and really inspect their decisions. While they do use technical jargon in their analysis, Steve and Mike make sure that even a casual player can follow along. The guests that come into the show are always professional and informative. I like this podcast because these guys aren't too afraid to call a spade a spade. We don't see color here, sir, but go ahead. If they're having a lousy month, you will know it. If they're destroying the competition, you will know it. Keep it up, boys. Thank you. If you guys uh, want to leave a review, I'll read it on the air. Appreciate it. Any outlet, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you're listening, uh, Podbean, Google Play, all those. Uh, so thank you. Uh, also got another, well, I guess not a shout out, but an answer here. Uh, this one's from Dave. Dave's been a long time listener. Hi, Steve. Great podcast. Always listen to it as soon as possible. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. I recall you mentioned how you record hands online, but I can't remember how you said you did it. What is the software that you use? Well, Dave, there's a few that we could have here. Um, I don't remember which one you're talking about, but uh, there's probably three that I could be using, okay? Um, So it depends on what site I'm playing. Let's say I'm playing on Ignition or Bovada. Uh, The one that I found, there's other ones that work, but the one that I use is called Tournament Indicator. I think I bought it four years ago. It's like 50 bucks. It may be more now. I don't know, but whatever it costs, it's worth it. Uh, what that will do is when you're playing on that site, it also works on Full Tilt and Poker Stars and those. Uh, but if you're going to play on those sites, I would use something different. Ignition and Bovada don't typically support uh, HUDs, and they do that on purpose. So it's kind of hard to find um, a software that will work on, on that. But Tournament Indicator does. And it will give you um, basic stats. It will give you the villain's M, how many big blinds how many hands you've seen them played, which is important. You know, the bigger sample size, the more accurate. It'll tell, tell you their V-pip, how often they put money into the pot, uh, pre-flop raise, their aggression factor, went to showdown, went to showdown and won, their steal percentage, three-bet percentage, and C-bet percentage. So it's not going to break it down like some of the most adv- more advanced programs will, like um, Hold a Manager 2 or Poker Tracker 4, but uh, aside from not using a HUD, this is infinitely better. And this is how you can record your hands. So basically what you do is you start up this program tournament indicator, and then you open up Ignition or Bravado or whatever your site is, and uh, it just keeps track of it for you. It puts this little heads-up display right underneath everyone's um, uh, name, and you can get an idea of how they play. Uh, so that could be one software, would be tournament indicator to record my hands. The other one could be Hold'em Manager 2, which I use on... Uh, America's Card Room. That'll also work on Poker Stars for our buddies across the pond. Uh, it's a pretty versatile one. So is Poker Tracker 4. I've, I don't have Poker Tracker 4, but I've had students who do, and uh, they basically both do the same thing. I've found that uh, Poker Tracker 4 seems to be a little bit more friendly for reviewing your hands um, as opposed to in-game play. I really like the HUD on Hold'em Manager 2 because you can set them both up the same way, but it's, it just seems to me like, maybe just because I'm more familiar with it, but uh, Hold a Manager 2 is really good for a HUD in-game play, and then Poker Tracker 4 seems to be better for reviewing the hands. It's just a little bit smoother, and and um, yeah. Anyhow, so take your pick there. Uh, another one that I could have been using that uh, when I was playing on 6-4 Spades or some of the other sites that absolutely do not support any HUDs, and they're too small uh, of a site for any one of these tracking softwares to bother writing a program for 
um, for tracking software because they would probably have four people on the whole site that use it. Um, you know, so um, sites like that, what I'll do to record hands is I have Camtasia uh, software. I think it's like two or 300 bucks. You buy it once and then it's pretty much good forever unless you want to do an update. But I've, I've got an older version of it. It works fine. I've transferred it from computer to computer for the last, I don't know, four or five, six years. And um, so that one, it basically just records your screen. And so you can record the session while you're playing and you see whatever's on your monitor. Um, and uh, I've used that program for a lot of things. When I take online classes, I'll just record the class. And then, you know, you're probably only going to remember 20% of what you see there. But if you got a video of it, you can go back and review it. So that's a really uh, handy software. So hope that helps, Dave. If that's not what you were talking about, uh, hit me back up and I'll try to answer your question. But I believe uh, what you're talking about is one of those uh, three programs or four, if you count poker tracker four, although I don't have that one. I want to throw out another shout out to Augie. Uh, Augie's been a listener of the podcast. He's, if you guys long time listeners remember Reynard Luna, uh, he's my buddy from my local card room here. Um, and, uh, anyways, Augie, uh, he and I have played a little bit of poker together, probably at a two, three table and some tournaments. And, uh, he's a listener. I met him <laughs> at my barber shop. Um, uh, I was down there and, uh, another nice thing about getting on this, uh, 24 hour shift program is I'm going to have random days like Tuesdays and Thursdays off where you can actually go and do something. I don't know how people, I don't know how you guys do it with a nine to five job. I really don't. Um, like, how do you get anything done? Because during the week, by the time you get off work, all the businesses are closed. So you got to do all your shit on Saturday and Sunday, which is what everyone else is doing. So, like, this is the first time I've gotten a haircut on a Saturday in probably a decade and a half. And uh, I, I know now why I always go on a Tuesday afternoon when nobody's in there. Because it was like I was waiting around for over an hour just to get a haircut. I was like, oh, man, this is uh, this is nuts. Uh, but anyways, I saw Augie in there. And uh, uh, so thanks for listening, Augie. Appreciate it. Glad you liked the show. Oh, and while I was in there uh, waiting, I got to use my uh, barbershop joke as the owner, Jess, was uh, sweeping up around the around the barbershop. Uh, you know, he's got the patented uh, tile floor. And uh, he was sweeping up and I asked him, I said, uh, hey, Jess. And he said, like, yeah. And I said, have you ever thought of putting carpet in here? And he looks at me and he's totally serious. He didn't get the joke. And uh, he said, it's actually illegal. We can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then the, the guy that's cut my hair, he, uh, he starts laughing and he's all, that would be a horrible option. <laughs> and I told Jess, I said, yeah, if you're ever thinking about tearing all this tile out and putting down carpet, I wouldn't recommend it. I think you have the best option right here. And then he finally got it. Sometimes when I throw jokes out on the podcast, you know, from if you can imagine it from my perspective, all I hear is silence, so I don't know if they actually work or not. So that was one that I got to test in real life, and uh, I got a slight laugh. I think I think it's funnier than it really is. Um, let's see. Oh, I also want to thank you guys for all your support on the podcast. Uh, we had to change our Amazon link recently. So if you have us booked on Amazon, if you could do me a favor and go back to uh, headsuppoker.poker, rebook my Marcus on Amazon, we had to switch some stuff around. And uh, anyways, that'll get you the right link, um, you know, or uh, click on one of the links that we got in uh, Twitter or uh, Facebook. And uh, by booking marking us on there, it doesn't cost you anything extra. Um, we get a, a few percent for the podcast. Last year, uh, the podcast cost about two grand for the year when you count all the 
overhead and we made about two grand profit. And so that went straight to the annual scholarship every year. And so I just wanted to thank you guys for that. What you're doing is working and it's for a good cause. And I love doing this. It's fun. I get to come on every week and talk poker with my hands or with you. And, um, yeah, I just want to thank you. All the uh, MP3s that you guys are getting from Elliot Rowe, you're obviously getting value from them, and I can't talk about them enough. I mean, that is really um, so important to have a warm-upper team before you sit down and play. It just puts you in the right mindset. You're nice and calm and cool. You don't have to, you know, you're not thinking about those other thoughts. You're completely focused on the table. I haven't listened to music at the poker table in years because when I listen to one of these MP3s before I play... I don't need it to entertain myself. I'm entertained every single hand, whether I'm in it or not, trying to guess people's ranges. What would he raise with there? Oh, he showed the hand. Why would, Why didn't he bet the turn? Note to self. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't make, you know, thin value bets. All that you're missing when you're just sitting there listening to your uh, music or something. You know, you got to, it just allows you to focus in. So you guys get uh, Elliot Rowe MP3, try out the seven minute tilt buster for free. It's in the uh, show notes. And uh, if you get some of his MP3s, use the code HUPOKER. You'll save yourself a little cash, S-Y-S-C. And uh, you kick back a little bit to the podcast. All righty. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of poker, shall we? I've got some hands here from uh, a recent tournament. Um, Povada was running a, they called it a GSPO6. Uh, I, I don't know what that stands for, but this was a monster stack. Uh, 30k guarantee. I believe the buy-in was 135, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, this is a spot that I think could kind of go either way. Um, we're under the gun. It's nine-handed. Uh, as far as stack sizes go, okay, we're under the gun. We've got 60 big blinds. We're the big stack at the table. Um, there's, uh, there's some players behind us. I'll, I'll read off the big blinds that they have uh, to save you guys the uh, chip amounts. This, we're basically thinking in ratios here. Okay, so we've got 60 big blinds. To our left, we have 21, 18, 27, 24, 18. The button has 48. Uh, small blind has 43. And the big blind has 35. And we're under the gun with ace-jack offsuit. Now, watching the progression of this leading up to this hand, this, uh, this table has been uh, decently active. Uh, so, what to do with the ace-jack offsuit? I think normally under these circumstances, being the big blind, or I'm sorry, being um, uh, under the gun with ace-jack off, uh, this, is a, this is a raise. However, looking at the stats behind us, um, we've got a lot of active three-betters, uh, and... Um, not too many like straight calling stations. These guys are just three betting a lot, pre-flop raising a lot. <sighs> I think ace nine off here is an easy fold. I think ace 10 off is I'd probably also folded. Although I think Carlos would be screaming right now. If the last time we had him on, he's saying that he's raising like king six here and stuff. So maybe this is a horrendous mistake, but <sighs> I just feel like it's so easy for these guys to shove 20 bigs on us. And maybe that's the situation we want to be in with ace-jack offsuit. But uh, I'm just replaying the hands that uh, that I've done this with uh, over the past. And it just seems like you're always up against a pair, ace-queen or ace-king. And maybe the other 15% of the time, 
you're not and you're up against king queen or something like that but i don't know against a pair we're not a favorite um ace king ace queen were crushed and um if they're really not shoving uh much worse than that i i don't know it's like uh, alex fitzgerald's ringing in my head right now and and uh his saying is when you don't know what to do just fold just let it go um there's not uh you know if you're not sure what to do then the move is folding and um i felt like this one could go into that it um looking back i think i would like to see uh, a raise of about 3x uh so blinds are 300 600 make it like i don't know 1880 something like that 3.1 uh or thir- uh, 1860 i guess would be 3.1 um something like that and then maybe fold to one of these bigger three bets if it was an all-in and have to call the 17 big blind and the 18 big blind although i don't think we're giving up much by folding this um protect our chip lead and i just think there's better spots than this ace queen is a fist pump uh, raise and call it off uh ace jack i think it's just kind of borderline especially as uh active as these guard guys are behind us eight-handed open it up all day long uh under the gun nine-handed i think it's pretty damn close ten-handed i think you can comfortably fold i am off to go watch uh some football i've got some fantasy football lineups that uh hopefully i can continue my trend my record right now is uh two and four which is less than impressive but uh we'll see it uh out of uh, five years of fantasy football i've finished uh, positive four of them so i'm confident i can turn this around i've had worse seasons one season i went oh and six and ended up scraping out seven wins uh in a row and i got second out of uh, 24 so it is possible uh we'll see if my decisions this week were we're sound. I don't know. I think I should stick to uh, poker and probably stocks as far as my professional professional gambling career goes. Because for the buy-in that I'm doing in fantasy football, I did my hourly um, <laughs> last year after four years. And it was pretty damn pathetic. It's certainly not worth my time, but it is a lot of fun. I think I just got to start upping my buy-ins because my hourly was about a dollar and fifty cents an hour. Uh, when you take into account uh, all the time that I spend uh, researching and studying it and actually <laughs> producing. But uh, we'll see how I do this week. Hopefully I'll be three and four. Um, but yeah, hope you guys uh, have a great week. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And here is your weekly motivational speech. Because identified as mentally retarded put back from the fifth grade into the fourth grade and stayed in that category until I got out of high school. I don't have any college training, but I met a high school teacher who one day changed my life. I was waiting on another student and when he came in, he said to me, young man, go to the board and write what I'm about to tell you. And I said, I I can't do that, sir. He said, why not? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, it doesn't matter. Follow my directions now. I said, I can't do that, sir. He said, why not? I said, because I'm educable, mentally retarded. And he came from behind his desk and he looked at me. He said, don't ever say that again. 
someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And as he talked, my heart began to beat fast. Tears began to run by my eyes and, and I was in the back just listening to him because the speech he was giving, that speech was for me. And he said, Les Brown, he said, if you want to do anything worthwhile in life, you've got to be hungry. I told Mr. Washington I wanted to become a disc jockey. And so I started working to develop myself. He said, I want you to practice every day being a disc jockey. I said, but I don't have any job now. He said, it doesn't matter. He said that it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And as I was working to develop myself, I applied for a job as a disc jockey, WMB on Miami Beach. I went to a guy named Milton Butterball. I said, how you doing, Mr. Butterball? I'd like to get a job as a disc jockey. He looked at me, he said, you have any broadcast background? I said, no, sir, I don't. You have any journalism background? I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, we don't have any jobs available. I said, yes, sir. I went back to Mr. Washington and I told him, he said, don't take it personally. He said, most people are so negative, they will have to say no seven times before they say yes. He said, go back again. So I went back again. I said, how you doing, Mr. Butterball? My name is Les Brown. He said, I know what your name is. What do you want? I said, I'd like to know whether or not you have any jobs at this jockey, sir. He said, didn't I just tell you yesterday we didn't have any jobs? I said, yes, sir, but I know whether or not somebody got laid off or somebody was fired, sir. He said, no one was laid off or fired. Now get on out of here. I came back the next day like I was seeing you for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? He looked at me with rage. He said, go get me some coffee. I said, yes, sir.